You're listening to Extemporaneously, a podcast all about the job search and how to communicate effectively once you get that job. I'm chatting with Alex Bradley and Emily Johnstone, two of the co-founders of Swivel. Together, they're really challenging the way that we're thinking about recruiting. Emily and Alex share some of the most common things that they heard when they conducted hours and hours of customer interviews with students trying to explore career paths and startups that spent money on traditional recruiting channels with really little to show for. What really stood out to me is that they're trying to match students and companies not only based on technical or transferable skills, but on their common values as well. As young professionals themselves, they also share their insights into how we can build a better culture for support when it comes to careers and university students. I love being able to talk to leaders who are bringing something meaningful in terms of changing the hiring space. So let's get to it. Here's my chat with Alex and Emily from Swivel. Alex and Emily, welcome to Extemporaneously. I'm so excited for you to to be on the show. I know when we first met each other, that was one of the first things I said was like, I, I love what the two of you are doing with your company, Swivel. And I just knew that we had to do an episode about the problems that you're trying to solve for and the the groups of people that you're working with. So welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much for having us. I think I can speak for both of us and say we're both so excited to be here and happy to share it more about Swivel and our experience as students interviewing and things we've heard from our students on Swivel and everything like that. So thank you so much for having us here. Yeah, I know that the two of you recently graduated, and I'm sure everyone else would be really excited to hear more about your journey through university, what kind of challenges you faced as a student trying to figure out what does the job market look like, what interests me, and then finally landing where you landed, which is starting your own company altogether. Tell me a little bit about your stories. Yeah, so I can go first. So I'm Emily. Everyone calls me MJ. So Alex will probably call me that throughout yep. the, this podcast. But I am, I just graduated from Queen's Commerce and I had a specialization in marketing and entrepreneurship. However, I did take a wide range of courses throughout because I did know that one day I wanted to start my own business. So I tried to keep my options open and learn lots of skills that would help me later down the road. But throughout my university years, I worked in the insurance industry for most of my summer internships, which is very different from where I am now. But I spent my first summer working in claims operations at Chubb, my second summer in marketing at Chubb, and then my third summer, I switched to the brokerage side and worked in sales. So even though I was working in a financial industry, I was working on marketing and sales material, which has helped my role now at Swivel. So when it came to fourth year recruiting, I didn't really know what I was interested in. I knew that I loved my previous internships, but knew that I wanted to try something different. And that one day I was hoping to start my own business and trying to figure out what careers would set me up to achieve that. But then when speaking to a professor, I learned about Quixi, which is the Queen's Innovation Center summer initiative and told Alex about that. And we both decided that this was a perfect opportunity to try it out because we had nothing to lose being recent graduates. So that is how I ended up co-founding Swivel with our team through Quixie. Wow. 
Okay, so I kind of, this is Alex speaking. I have a similar-ish path to MJ. I also graduated Queen's Commerce this past summer with more specialization in marketing and entrepreneurship. But I went into university, went into business school to kind of get a more holistic overview of the foundations of business. I myself, I didn't, I wasn't really drawn to a specific area like engineering or arts or anything. And so I found that business was a good foundation to get and then throughout universally, hopefully figure out where I would want to go. But I have always been drawn to the creative industry. So in second and third year summers, I took opportunity to explore that industry more. And I worked as an account coordinator intern at Ove Branded Design, where I really dove deeper into developing brand strategy and identity for larger corporations, which was really cool. And then in third and fourth year, I had a bit more exposure to entrepreneurship and what it was like to start your own business. MJ and I were actually both in a class together working on the same project where we had to start our own company just for a month or two. And we were both like, wow, this is something that we both are really passionate about and definitely something that we want to do and explore together because we found that we are really good teammates. And so that kind of drew both of us after MJ heard from her professor about the opportunity at Quixie, the summer incubator. We were both um, interested in applying to it. And then we ended up doing it and we've co-founded Swivel this summer. Amazing. So you both go to Queens, the <laughs> university that I didn't end up getting into. <laughs> but you both go to Queens, you meet each other, find out you're, you're great friends, take a class together, do amazing work, and then learn about this opportunity at Quixie. You apply, you get in, obviously. Mm-hmm. Now, how did you come about this idea of what you're doing a Swivel? What was the genesis of that? And tell me a little bit more about kind of what your mission is and what you're hoping to, to accomplish. Yeah, for sure. So we went into Quixie. You don't go in with a team or an idea or anything. So we went into it not knowing if we'd be on the same team at the end of it. We knew we worked well together, but we didn't know how things would turn out. And so we met three other co-founders who were all much more technical, which helped us a lot because we're both business students. And that was a 16-week incubator program where we started off by forming that team and trying to find a problem area that we wanted to create a solution around. So we explored all different industries, but then sat down one day and asked each other, what is something that we've all experienced or are familiar with? And it seemed like all of us, regardless of our different backgrounds and experiences, had had trouble with recruiting before. And it seems like everyone now after speaking to it has had problems in that space. So that sparked our interest and ended up conducting hundreds of interviews with students and then later companies and startups specifically about their struggles with hiring and recruiting. We kept hearing over and over again that this was such a huge pain point and that continued to grow. And we learned so much throughout that and that We'll jump into the pain point probably a bit more as we talk about it, but we realized that there was just this huge gap between the two when it came to hiring. And so that's what led us to create Swivel, where our mission is to connect these two groups based not only on their skills, but on values and culture, because that's what's so important to both of these two groups. We want to level the playing field on both sides. I think that's something we strive to achieve every day is making an equal opportunity for professional development and career opportunities for both students and startups. I love this idea of 
finding a balance between the student's power and an employer's power because it can feel very powerless as a student. Mm -hmm. I remember that day when I was looking for my first co-op job or when I first graduated and was like, now what? What am I going to do? And and you feel like, oh, I don't have that much to offer because I'm still so green and so early on. So that to me is is such a powerful statement. And to me, what you're also doing in terms of finding technological improvements mm-hmm. to to add to that experience for both sides is really important. Did you know early on that technology was going to be something that you wanted to implement into what you were trying to accomplish? And and what role does it play today at at Swivel? When we were developing out the idea or whatever solution was the best way to solve this pain point, played with the fact that we wanted to still incorporate this human element to whatever platform or service that we were offering and have that human element and human connection because At the end of the day, it is about connecting. But then obviously one of the pain points that we'll touch on later with recruiting and hiring is this like massive number of students applying to positions. We knew that in order to make this something that would be valuable on the company side, there would have to be some sort of automation in it. That's kind of where we came up with this machine learning algorithm that would take these massive um, network of students and list of students that would sign up for our platform and match them based off of values, skills, what they're looking for in a company with these companies based off of also what they want. I think somewhat this has definitely been done before by companies, but I think a lot of the time it is to scan these students down based off of their skills and technical requirements and make sure that they're fitting the specific position. But what we're really trying to do is use this technology, but in a way that helps match based off of values more. Yeah, especially nowadays, we want to see a diversity of values. We want to see a group of people that can obviously gel. Um, we're not only focused on the merit necessarily. Yeah. Like every, You have to be able to do the job. You have to do it well. But also, can you get along? And do you have the right approach and attitude? I, I think that that's something that even when I'm working with students, I always encourage them to inject a little bit of their personality into the interview process, because otherwise, you're just a list of talking points. And and nobody wants to necessarily work with that, even if it's subconsciously, like even if a company has a, a scorecard of like, here are the five things that we need. And like, you know, Marco can do this four to five, four to five, four to five. But if at the end of the day, I'm kind of an awful person to, <laughs> to be around that that's that's something that that you can't fix, right? And, and so I love that you're, you're balancing this idea of almost more softer, transferable, humanistic mm-hmm. qualities and also the, that technical stuff and, and using technology in a very strategic way. That to me is, is amazing. What really stood out to me and, and something that I think a lot of young companies don't do really well is understanding the customer and understanding the target market. You mentioned earlier that you spoke with hundreds of students. What were some of those common concerns? What were students faced with that you hear a lot about? I know what I hear, but you dedicated hours and hours and hours of time doing this. So I'm curious to to hear a little bit more about that. What was that like? Yes, so we definitely heard an overwhelming amount of struggles and challenges that students faced 
every challenge kind of differed depending on the student's background, the faculty that they were in, the, even the school they came from and the resources that were available to them. But I think overwhelmingly there was a lack of resources and support available to students. I mean, we got it lucky. We went to a very great business school where we had a lot of career support, a lot of connection and networking opportunities. But the majority of our friends, if you don't have any family or friend networks to use and you don't have a super useful career center, you kind of lack the resources to get your foot in the door or get out there. You're then stuck on reaching out online, whether it's through LinkedIn or Indeed, applying to hundreds of job postings or sending a bunch of cold emails or messages. And one of the main things that we heard from there is that it is super hard to make that initial connection online. Just people are not super receptive or you try a hundred times and maybe get one response. And it's quite discouraging, especially to students who are just trying to put themselves out there and get out there. One of the main pain points that we found with students was trying to figure out where they could apply their degree to. Say you're a science student, but you're not really necessarily looking to go into research or medicine. It's like, what other career paths can I follow? And what where's the guidelines to figure out how to get there? And so kind of opening up everyone's eyes to the new opportunities or the different opportunities that they could have that is not necessarily in their direct pathway based off of their degree that they're getting. So those were the three main problem areas that what we, from what we've heard that students are facing. So it sounds like there's a gap in terms of the the actual core skills of how do I land a job. Mm-hmm. There's this idea of career exploration and not knowing how does how do I get from point A to point B and what even point B could look like for me as a as a student. And then maybe a larger problem about like a network like you either have it or you don't type of thing and and if you don't how do you go and actually start building that for yourself do you think that there are things that you know our system either in in the education system or in the way that we talk to young people about careers is there something that we should be doing differently and if so what what could we change to really support students in a completely new way Yeah. Our main perspective is from the two of us being in business school, so we can speak more on behalf of those resources that we were given. But we do think that obviously there's so many things that go into this, but trying to get a solid career support service for every faculty at every school, because everyone should have that guidance and should have those people to talk to. But just an interesting point about not being stuck in your degree and only following pathways that are traditionally built out from your degree, but breaking down the walls of not only allowing commerce students to attend the commerce networking events or the commerce career fairs, and there's definitely a point to it, but if an engineering student is super passionate about working at Deloitte and Deloitte is attending one of the business in networking sessions, that the engineering student could sign up for that and kind of like cross between faculties resources we think could be helpful for allowing people to pursue more opportunities than I guess what's just right in front of them. So it sounds to me almost like we need to flip how we're doing certain things insofar as right now I think a lot of career centers are universally available 
and maybe we need some more specialization in that area. But then when it comes to events, we silo and mm-hmm. we, we look at people based on their degree or their perspective degree. And that should be more universal. That ties into how even the two of us, we've ended up in tech and tech is something that no one talks about in business school. There are no networking events for startups at commerce. It's either consulting, marketing, accounting, or finance. And that's pretty much all we have access to. And that's not necessarily the school's fault or the career center's fault. That's just because a lot of the students aren't necessarily interested in that area. But for those who are, you don't have access to go to a different faculty's networking event. And I think that that would be a great opportunity for Mm -hmm. every student to explore different options. For sure. No, that, that, Makes a lot of sense. I, I I went to Waterloo, so everything was tech. <laughs> Every networking was tech. Um, but I can see that based on the, even the cultural differences of each university or each campus, that that could change drastically. And that means students aren't being exposed to the true opportunities that are actually out there. And, and that seems to be a missing piece. Uh, and for me, a big part of maybe what I do is hopefully challenging people to take a more practical approach right when i was in university a lot of the the lectures or the workshops that you attended were very theory right this is what you need to do and you didn't really get a chance to go and like build a plan and really figure out like what are my career stories and then come back to someone and go this is what i came up with so i I think there's a there's a there's a gap there as well uh, from my perspective now obviously you're not just building technology for students you have this other side you're you're building a marketplace right and there's all these other companies what incentivizes them to sign up with you and partner with you and what makes them different you know that to, to maybe how they're approaching hiring relative to other companies that maybe aren't even thinking about students or internships. The reason we ended up focusing on startups was because we interviewed companies from all different industries, all different sizes, and just heard that these were the group of companies that had such an emphasis on that value and culture add to their company, but also had the hardest time finding people that would fit that role or add to their team. And often they want to find students because students can learn as many skills as they would like, but they're often, they often come with a different perspective and add to that culture and all the elements that they're looking for. And they're malleable at that point. So that was one of the big things we heard is that they have such a hard time accessing students through their current outlets. So if you're putting up a job posting on Indeed, you might get 2000 applicants and say it's a project manager role. You might be getting 500 that are or even more than half that don't fit the job criteria or the position description or anything along the lines just because everyone applies to everything they see on Indeed. But that's a huge pain point is narrowing down those applicants and getting them to a number that is digestible to see if they even fit the skills that Mm -hmm. you're looking for. But then once you've gotten to that point, these companies are still having a hard time finding whether the students or applicants are align well with their values. And so a big reason for this too is that they rely on Indeed because they have a lack of brand awareness. A lot of these companies will pay hundreds of dollars to go to a career fair or or purchase LinkedIn premium to try and reach and attract those students. 
but they're having to spend so much time and money on these platforms and the outcome isn't that great always. We've heard from some that they'll spend $1,500 at a career fair and then they're being drawn out by the Googles and Facebooks of the event and they really only get to meet two or three students and those students might be the perfect fit, but they've sent their C-suite executive and they've spent hundreds of dollars and it's just a question of whether that is worth their time. So I think the way that they're different from other companies is just that they have the pain point is so much bigger for them. And it's that classic saying for them, it's a pain, it's a painkiller, not a vitamin. Whereas for other companies, they might have easier, they might have a bigger talent team. They might have a bigger budget or other things like that. That is why we've partnered with these companies because we really see that there is a pain point there and they are looking to solve it. And they are the ones that the, they're the companies that these students want to work for. That is really, really cool to, to hear that you're working with companies because they have identified that they're not going to get the flock of students. And even if they do get a huge influx of, of students, that they might not be able to sift through everything that comes mm-hmm. their way. And so it sounds like what you're doing is, is really doing a lot of that legwork for them by some form of technology. Tell me a little bit more about the swivel process, either from the job seekers perspective or from a company's perspective, what should someone expect if they're going to be part of the swivel community? Yeah, for sure. So it's quite similar on both ends. They have to fill out a pretty quick onboarding process with quite a few questions that will help us later match them. So on the company side, you'd go on, you'd say more information about your company as just a quick overview more information about yourself and the role at the company, size of company, and then what type of students you're looking to hire, whether it's internship, full-time, or contract. And then as you dive deeper, we'll ask you more about the technical soft skills and values that you're looking for in a candidate. So again, the main focus being on those values and making sure that we can align those well with the students, but then also those soft and technical skills, because that truly is what you need at the end of the day for certain roles. And then the student can go on the other side. They'll speak more about their background and their experiences at previous internships or extracurricular experiences. And then more about the company that they're looking to meet with, again, related to size, industry, et cetera. And then they can also go on and fill out their values and then some of the soft and technical skills that they bring to the table. Our algorithm can take both profiles and then create a curated list that matches the two of them based on the information in each of their profiles. And that will narrow down the list, probably say let's, it's a thousand at first, it'll narrow it down to 30, but then we hand it back to them to make the final decision of who they wanna match with. So then on each side, you'll see maybe 30 profile cards. You already know that they match your values and the skill sets that you're looking for. But you get to take a quick snapshot with more information about them and decide whether you wanna connect or not. And then if you both click connect, you match for a virtual coffee chat. And it's essentially like a dating app or a Tinder for career and networking opportunities. Listen, I am a big enough nerd to love (laughs) the idea of a bumble for job searching. I love it. Tell me a little bit more about company values, right? Every company has kind of big philosophical values. Do you expect them to distill them into one or two words? Do they enter text into, you know, these are our five values and this is what it means to us? 
How does that process work? This is probably one of our biggest things that we've been working on with companies to figure out what way can we best capture their values and then what way can we best match them and then portray them to the students and same thing on the student side. Currently, what we have is a scale for each value with the definition of the value so they can get a sense of what we mean by that word because it would be like accountability and then a little brief description of accountability. And so we would give the student and the company 100 points with 12 different values and they have to rate on a scale of one to 10 how much they weight that value. We are doing our research and trying to get more feedback as to see if this is the best way to capture that. And I think that is what is going to take us the most time on really how we can truly best get a sense of these values and use them in the tech way. So it's not just like us looking mm-hmm. at them and trying to match. That has been something that we're constantly um, evolving. It's a good question though, because each company's values are so different too. And each person at that company's values are different. And that's who you'd be matching with. Like at the beginning, I think we Googled top 20 values that each company has and they had to select how many. And the companies called us being like, what do you mean I value peace? Don't we all value peace? (laughs) We just heard a lot of feedback and we've iterated throughout and we'll continue to do so as we hear feedback. That's why I kind of asked because it, it is curious to me as to how we would quantify or use technology like you know is it text analysis is it something more quantitative so that to me is a is a really great robust way if it's a common set of indicators that somebody can look at and go oh this is this important to me relative Mm -hmm. to these other values that's really cool i'm interested to to see how that evolves over time if you were a student going through swivel, creating a profile, doing all of that, right? How would you suggest someone approaching the job search, either through swivel or or beyond swivel? Is there something that they should be doing or thinking about when they're starting this job search or what could be a really important mark in in their future? Because I, I was reading some studies and out of five, right, employers gave a ranking of 4.6 as a weight to how important previous experience, especially internship experience, was as a determinant of whether or not they're going to succeed on the job. So this is this is not just like, oh, I want some experience. Like this has real life impact on how employers are viewing you. So what do students need to do to succeed either on Swivel or, or beyond that? As we've really taken a deeper dive into this networking and talent sourcing and recruiting world, I think we have realized how important those connections can be in terms of getting your foot in the door at companies. And that is something that we want Swivel to open up to students is you don't have any connections, you don't have any resources, let us help you make this initial contact with someone so that you can leverage that connection to help you get somewhere in a company, land that interview and just progress professionally. And so I think students should look for opportunities, whether they're free, like there's a lot like our swivel networking event that we just had is an like a free opportunity for students to have these one-on-one coffee chats with someone and build that initial connection. Also, one thing that I think kind of addressing the pain point of students not necessarily knowing what pathways, and this is something we've wanted to incorporate onto swivel, but kind of 
or looking up online successful people or people who have made it in these companies and looking up looking their backgrounds and see like oh this person started off with a um, degree in arts and like majored in history and yet they're the like CBO of a company or whatnot and looking at their pathways of how they got there and kind of taking your inspiration there to see really what opportunities you can follow based off of how other people have approached it in the future. Also, one big thing that I think we have felt um, coming out of business school where your pathways are so streamlined into the four major streams and the big companies are all around you, but trying to not feel pressure about what, what other people are doing. And I think that pressure a lot, of the, a lot of the time narrows your opportunities and narrows your vision on even what you want to do mm -hmm. and what you're looking for from a company. And so taking your own time to explore your options, um, what you're looking for and really making note of that, and then not getting caught up in kind of the timelines of everyone else and what everyone else is wanting to do and their summer internships they're getting or their full-time positions and just doing what you want to do. Mm -hmm. I know a thing or two about about that for sure. I, I mean, I had so many expectations from family that I wasn't going to be in arts, and and that's what I that was the path I ended up choosing. And it's a tough thing to be confident in that decision and to follow your gut. Um, and sometimes it might not be the right decision right off the hop, but it can take you to such an interesting place. And when I talk to people about really celebrating their unique career paths, I really mean it. It's, it's not just about, oh, you know, I jumped around from job to job. No, that like this is something to celebrate because you followed what was best and you made those decisions for yourself. And they all come together to create this melting pot of experiences that make you really good for whatever's next and it's up to you to to figure that out and to sell it right i'm also really curious to hear a little bit about how covid has changed the way that swivel has operated this has been beyond crazy of a time for for job seekers you know in july canada u.s unemployment rates are like 11 12 percent and disproportionately, students are impacted even more. You have people whose offers were, were rescinded and their unemployment is almost double what other age groups are like. How has that changed either your work with your partners um, and your work with students? And what has that been like? Yeah, so I think similar to most businesses and everyone, we've experienced a lot of ups and downs with COVID and it's caused us many challenges, but also we're pretty lucky because although we didn't create this model with COVID in mind, we more were thinking of it on the tech side of things, not related to COVID, but we're lucky that it is an online model already. And it's to help with online networking and recruiting, which is how things are going to go from now on. So we're eliminating those in-person career fairs and moving to online. And I think a lot of people won't know where to look. And so this is a great opportunity for us to promote ourselves and be that starting point. But what you're saying is it has been challenging to attract partner companies on the other side of things because obviously budgets have changed with COVID and a lot of things, there's been a lot of layoffs. There's been a lot of external elements that have affected their current hiring cycles. But overall, this is hopefully a model that will persist in the future, regardless of COVID. It'll hopefully 
help students find jobs when they're at a loss for where to look next, but we'll continue. One thing we did switch to was having virtual career fairs. And so we had our event the other day and that Alex was speaking about that before. And this was just something to add to our existing offering as another route for students and startups to connect. This one-on-one -on -one and online networking event was the perfect opportunity for students and startups to meet face-to-face -face and meet a wide range of companies and students who would most likely connect if it were not COVID and they would be able to connect in real life, but we've enabled them to connect throughout the pandemic. Amazing. I'm asking everyone that's on the show to tell me their favorite interview story, whether as a hiring manager or as a job seeker, or even something that you've heard anecdotally, what's your favorite interview story? I have a lot of embarrassing interview <laughs> stories from myself probably, but when I was the co-founder and co-chair of one of the clubs I was on while I was still in university, I had to hire a whole executive team to join us. And one takeaway from that was just really focus on your tell me about yourself question. And that's something you've told us before and we've heard in many of your videos, but you never really talk to your friends about what they say in theirs or practice them with anyone else. And that was the first time I had heard anyone else's and it was so eye-opening and interesting to hear different people's stories or how they structured their answer. And for example, one of the students that we were interviewing, he related all of his skills and experiences to the color blue and used different shades of blue to tell the story. It really had nothing to do with the color blue, but it stuck in my mind, he got hired, and I'm telling the story now, so it clearly left an imprint in my mind. Ever since then, I've told others and also changed my tell me about yourself answer because I realized you can be so much more creative than I was being before, and instead of just listing off all the things you've ever done, all your great skills, just like everyone else does. So that's one I would, that's a one big takeaway take I have. Yeah, it is super interesting because I find that We'll practice a lot of interview style questions, like behavioral questions with each other and whatnot, but we rarely go over the tell me about yourself with our friends. I don't know if it's just more of a like a personal or intimate question because it's solely just speaking about yourself, but it's super interesting that you can learn a lot from other people's answers. In terms of my interview story, this is something that both MJ and I can relate to more now, especially after doing all of this research. We think about going into interviews and it's such a kind of stressful, a little bit of an anxious situation where you're like, I need to impress the hiring manager or at all costs, but you forget that interviews are a two-way street and you want to use the opportunity to also learn about the company and see if it's actually what you're looking for. And I think a lot of the time students don't take that opportunity to do that. Or, I mean, it's a bit of a scary thing to question your hiring manager and obviously you want to leave a great impression and showcase yourself the best you can. But it is important that you are also putting in the effort to making sure that this company is somewhere you want to work and they are offering the things that, or like the growth that you are looking for or, and your values align. I feel like I've never taken that approach in an interview before to really make sure that it's something that could work both ways. But just after doing a, a mm -hmm. lot more research, I think that's something super important. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. It's uh, it goes back to the the thing that we were talking about 
and and how to balance that power and and students mm-hmm. not feeling like they have any power in that job search when in reality you do and you can actually ask the right questions to get to yeah. whether or not it's the right fit for you because at the end of the day that that's a big part of your life and and you should you should feel comfortable in in those decisions like this it's mm-hmm. a big thing right thank you so much alex and emily for for sharing your story with with me and and for doing the amazing work that you're doing with students i i think it's so so important it's obviously so near and dear to my heart and i am so excited to see what swivel becomes in the next little bit thank you again for for being on extemporaneously thank you for having us yeah it's been so fun and we always love chatting with you and we hope that if any student who's listening to this ever needs help or wants to chat with us, you can feel free to reach out or check out Swivel or companies. Anyone can reach out and check, check out Swivel. But yeah, thank you so much for having us here. It was very fun. Yeah, I'll, I'll be sure to, to include links to both your personal LinkedIn's, but also to the Swivel website uh, when this podcast is out in the wild. So thank you so much. Thank you. So that was my chat with Alex and Emily from Swivel. I really loved the customer insights that they had, especially about startups and the unique pain points that they were facing. And not to mention, I really love that there are young companies out there trying to inject things like using a values first approach when it comes to hiring. It's something that is obvious but not often celebrated in the hiring process today if you enjoyed this episode don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and follow me on linkedin marco yim or check out our website at extempra.com i'll see you again next time bye now